Hello and welcome to No Low Time, episode 51. My name is Ovid Velez and with me is the real Dr. Nerdlove, Joe Young. Dr. Nerdlove, man, it never amazes me like how much original stuff this guy comes up with and yet Ovid, I still have something to dub you with. I promise for E3 I'll come up with something <laughs> real special when we go live. Look out for that, guys. Yeah, I, I think Dr. Nerd, uh, I don't know if that guy's still, still around, but I remember, I think it was IGN, like, man, I, I want to say like, I want to say like seven years ago, had like a Dr. Nerd love thing. So that's <laughs> so I kind of remember that. And we were having a very interesting conversation at lunch. So, so I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to just poke fun at you today. <laughs> oh, man, this guy, this guy, so good. Oh, man. But Joel, what's going on, man? I know that uh, last week we didn't go any uh, over any of the topics on the WhatsApps and whatnots. But uh, I know that you went to see Solo not once but twice. So, <laughs> so how was it? I sound, I sound like LeBron James. Not just one, not just two. <laughs> <laughs> yes, guys. Uh, well, you know my rule, Obed. Like, if a Star Wars movie is if it's good, you watch it three times. If it's bad, you watch it twice. Uh, there's a chance I'll see this movie a third time. I'll put that out there first. Uh, yeah, man. You know what? This movie is better than I expected. Like all in all, looking at it, um, I have issues with it. I don't think it's a great movie, but the movie's fine. Like it's one of those movies that I'm sure when you see it, Obed, you'll say, you know what? It's fine. Like you'll have a good time with it. Um, it's not a disaster. It's not falling apart. Um, but there are issues and that has to do with the consistency and you can see from directors, there's a very obvious uh, switch where you could see where those directors uh, changed up what they were really doing, um, you know, from, from uh, the, the two guys and then uh, Ron Howard that, that came in. And, you know, I think that the actor who played solo did the best that he could. And he's, he's, he's fine. I think um, Lando, Charles Gambino or Don Glover, many of you know, him, he does a very solid job of being Lando I think for both of these characters, what I got out of them, I enjoyed, but I did enjoy enough for me to want to have a sequel or to have a spinoff like a Lando movie. I think I got what I needed out of them for this movie. Um, however, there is a very large um, twist surprise at the end of the movie that now kind of makes more sense with where the, the rumors are of Boba Fett, where we talked about on the podcast a few episodes ago. So, yeah, I, I think some of my, my favorite standouts for the movie was actually Chewbacca and Kira, uh, Amelia Clark's character. They both did a very solid job in their roles, left uh, one, maybe one of the best Chewbacca performances that we've ever seen, in my opinion, uh, just because of the, the depth to his story. Um, he's a character that we don't understand what he's saying, yet we feel his emotions, and that's, that's really powerful. Yeah. But, but Obed, um, I really recommend to you guys to get out and see it. Uh, just go in with very tempered, low expectations, and I think you'll leave saying, oh, this movie's fine. If you go in with expectations like it's a Star Wars movie, I'm so hyped, you might be a little disappointed. It depends. But, uh, but yeah, but that's my thoughts on Solo. Cool, cool. I haven't seen it. I really want to go see it because you told me it was like, oh, it was, it was pretty good. Uh, and everyone <laughs> seemed to you know, agree that it's not the worst Star Wars movie. And I, based on something that you – spoiled for me i i didn't uh, say a thing this guy's too smart yeah too you didn't smart. you didn't say a thing but you only had to say a thing <laughs> once and i was like oh dude come on 
<laughs> I mean, it's like right behind me, right? <laughs> seriously, seriously, yeah. it really is. So, um, but but I really I really want to go see it, and I'll definitely grab it when it comes out on Blu-ray. Um, but I, I'm I'm glad that it's good and that it's not an absolute mess, uh, like a lot of people saying that this movie was going to be, and there was very low expectations. So fortunately, there's low expectations in the box office, right? And they definitely saw that uh, during the second week had a huge drop. And even on opening weekend, it wasn't as strong as other Star Wars movies were. But I think that Disney slash Lucasfilm were expecting this sort of thing to go down. So, Yeah, for sure, for sure. Obed, what have you been up to, man? Uh, no, much, man. Uh, the only only thing of interest that I, that I did is... I actually got to watch um, Black Panther, finally. <laughs> so, um, and and you were absolutely right. And it's like I asked you, I asked you before going to watch Infinity Wars, like, dude, do I need to see Black Panther? Because I will go uh, out of my way to see it before I go see uh, Infinity War. And you were right. I was like, nah. I mean, I think you get the grasp of it. And I was like, okay. So, and now uh, and you were absolutely right. Like, you definitely don't need to watch this movie before watching Infinity War. My wife watched it and she asked me, it's like, oh, so you went to watch Avengers and you didn't watch this one first? And I was like, yeah. I mean, and then I told her, it's like, it's not like, it's it it's not mandated. It's not, it's not Civil War, right? It's no, not, but it helps you to care, I think, about the characters compared to the DC movies. Yeah. Oh. Like, you know, that that's, I'm just being real. Like, I have to throw it out there early. I think that's what it is, but it's not needed from the complete story. It's just for, like, you to care about what's going on. When, when T'Challa says Wakanda forever, you know, in Infinity War, you get the feels because you understand Wakanda forever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's I mean, now, now, yeah, so I would love to, whenever, whenever I watch Infinity War, uh, second time, third time, whatever, now, the, now I'll have, you know, full context of what's going on, and then that's definitely going to improve my experience, although... It was a great experience, anyway. So exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. DC, holy. <laughs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna go in and DC to DC in a few minutes. Yes. Um, but the other thing of note, Joel, that I did is uh, when I play games, Joel, I like to uh, concentrate. Right. If I if I grab a game, I concentrate and I play it until the end, and then I either go back to something I love or grab something new. So uh, a, a few weeks ago, I finished God of War. Then uh, last weekend, not this weekend, but the weekend before, I didn't talk about it um, because uh, we had our, our E3 predictions episode. But I went back to God of War, played about another 10 hours of it. And, and I think I got everything I wanted out of that game by this point because I finished all the bosses, the, uh, you know, the optional bosses. I, I only have one big uh, area to, to go through again. Um, and to basically do all I needed to do in that game, but I it, it's just going back to it. It's like oh, I mean, it's an it's an it's an area. It's cool. I I may go back to it later, but at this point, I think I got everything that I wanted to from that game, which was about forty hours. Uh, and and I um I, I appreciate it. And uh, one of the best gaming experiences that I've ever had. It was a fantastic game. So just going back, um, I went back to Star Wars Battlefront, Joe. I went back to Battlefront, played some Battlefront. Um, I popped it in, and I was like, man, am I going to get a game or not? Am I just going to be there by myself and not take it and just not get any games? So popped it in, 
within five seconds, I was on a on a match on a full match, like ten versus ten um, blast match, and it's still fun, man. And they added a few things. They improved a few things. They improved load times. Um, they improved uh, just a, a some menu stuff got improved. And and I, I was like, you know what? I have I have a bunch of credits that I've that I've accumulated from when I was playing when the when the old progression system was in place. So I start I I, I splurged. I went ahead and bought alien hands and and one like a, a a first order female officer with an eye patch and all those crazy skins. Uh, so I played quite a bit of that again. Uh, but Joel, um, last week last week I mentioned that. The uh, second set of uh, DLC characters for Dragon Ball Fighters came out, Vegito and uh, Fusamas. So, dude, it's awesome. So I went back. I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm gonna, And that's basically what I played all last weekend. I played a little bit of, ba of Battlefront, but then I went back to Dragon Ball uh, for the weekend. And, oh, man, it's it's fantastic. I did pretty good, too. Um, I, I, got, I got whooped a couple times, but I, I did pretty good. Um, it's it's hard because it, um, my my defense is not great. Offense, my offense is okay, but then my defense is it's not not okay. <laughs> so I need to get better at uh, trying to get away and and trying to break off some more things. But uh, but all in all, man, I that game is so good. And if it comes out for Switch, which they're saying it's a strong rumor right now at this point. Um, Switch players will definitely get uh, a fantastic game that they can play on the go. So, um, yeah, uh, can't wait to see what happens with that and can't wait to see what the next batch of characters or if they're going to do a season two. So uh, really looking forward to that. So. It's fantastic, man. I know you're telling me how much fun you had in some of those matches that you did and you know, the one guy that messed you up, but you still had a good time with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, still, still a good time. I mean, I got whooped real good a couple of times, man. Uh, but then it's one of those. It, it, this game is it's one of those games that you lose and you don't necessarily, the, the not necessarily feel bad because it's, it's so much fun that it just doesn't matter, man. Um, but then when you do good, it's like, oh yeah, let's go, let's go. It's so hype. So it, it's it's really good. Um, yeah, I think I'm almost at 100 matches. I think I'm uh, maybe around 70 matches at this point. Uh, so almost at 100 matches. It's not bad. And I think I'm, I'm around like 52 wins. So, um, so I'm doing okay, I think. Yeah, and, and I saw this weekend, I think, some new solo contents coming to Battlefront. So that's interesting, yeah. too. Yeah, there's uh there's like they're calling it like like uh so like solo quest or it has a name. Um, yeah. I did see it, I did see it. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out over the weekend. I'll pop it in, uh, and definitely take a look at that. Um, but Joel, let's go ahead and jump into the topics because we have a couple things and we are going to keep going with E3. But before going into into some more um news slash predictions uh, that we may have, uh, Joel. DC, again, what the heck are they doing, Joel? What's yeah, happening, bro? Like we were sitting down talking, and I said, "Obed, like we we gotta talk about this thing, like you know, on the podcast." And I was like, "I I don't understand. I can't see what's the realistic um, mindset behind this decision." So we just found out the other day that Jared Leto 
will be producing and starring in a standalone Joker movie that's set in the same vein as the Suicide Squad universe. Um, and yeah, it's the movie nobody's asking for a bit. Like this is this is uh, a character that was not executed very well. You know, usually you have a a movie where, um, like we just talked about, like Black Panther, where um, you learn and care about this character, and then when they go into these other movies, um, you know, now you're you're excited to see how they'll contribute and, and the furthering of their story. Uh, in this situation, uh, I don't believe that many people watched Suicide Squad and said, Jared Leto's Joker is so good. I can't wait to learn more about him. There are people who had questions and concerns, but it was kind of forgotten. The whole movie in general, Obit, I believe is the forgotten DC movie. And yeah. we talked about this before. Um, so I, I am concerned um, that this is just another one of those things where they're they're just shooting out all these different movies and they're not focused on what the real plan is. And so at some point, Obed, I think there's going to be a massive reset because someone's going to say we're not making money and it just doesn't make sense. It, to me, Obed, what they should have announced, and I mean there's still time, right? We have Comic-Con, um, is there should have been not a standalone Joker movie. It's to finally get our Henry Cavill's Man of Steel 2. That's the movie that I want. Yeah. That's the movie we deserve. I think so too. Movie. I think so too. Yeah, I don't know. Especially continuing that Suicide Squad type of universe. It's just that again, we talk about DC movies, and we always forget the Suicide Squad was a thing because that movie was so bad. Oh man, it's so bad. It's it's uh, it's the by far. It's uh, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it like this, Joe. Uh, can you imagine a movie like the uh, like? Like Halle Berry's Catwoman coming out right now with with all the current comic book movies that are that there are. Be laughed at, mocked. And that's just exactly what Suicide Squad is. Is is the is the movie that everyone laughs at. It's the movie that everyone's forget forgets that that was a thing. Um, I I did not like the Joker in this movie. I I have nothing. I, I think. Jared Leto is a weirdo, but I have nothing against his acting shops because he's proven to be a good actor. But if they need to definitely rework a lot of things um, for in order for this thing to be successful, they need to rework um, not not necessarily backstory or anything like that because this is not going to be this is going to be something different. But <laughs> the, 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 it depends on the director. Do they have a director already or not? No, the only thing is that Jared Leto starring and producing the movie. Okay. I'm hoping that the director doesn't go with that over-the-top laugh that he had. I, I, if, I'm if i hoping that something a little bit more natural and not as forced as it was in Suicide Squad um, because it was just so forced and so fake and not... And I'm not saying that the Joker, the Joker needs to be relatable because not he's not the Joker. He's a Joker, but but at the same time, you need to make it believable. Um, and this is gonna be the star of the movie, Obed. Like I want people to really grasp their minds. This is not a movie where the Joker is the villain. This is a movie where the Joker is the star. Like a whole villain's movie about the Joker doing bad stuff. I, I don't agree with this decision at all. Yeah, I really don't know what they're what they're trying to do with this. Um, can you imagine, like, can you? Uh, okay, all right. 
So we talked about how Infinity War should could have been just called Thanos. <laughs> right, right. And it would have been fine, right? Because there was a reason, there was a compelling reason for things to happen. But can you imagine uh, coming up and having like a, like a, a saber tooth movie? It's like, what's he gonna do? You know, like, 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 ah, I don't know. No sense. No sense. Uh, I'm just hoping that they they figure it out. I know that DC fans are not happy. Um, <laughs> we have no, a we have we have a good we have a friend friend of the show that's a big gigantic DC fan, and I even he was like, "Oh, this is trash. Bro. <laughs> what is what are you trying to do here?" Oh boy. Uh, but. But man, um, again, like you mentioned, Man of Steel two—that's the movie I want to see. Uh, that that Batman movie, which uh, last week they announced that the Penguin's gonna be the villain. I was like, what the hell happened with Deathstroke? He was so cool. Yeah, and now you're coming up with the Penguin. Come on. So there's a rumor that at Comic Con, Matt Reeves and Ben Affleck are gonna show up on stage together to signify that Ben Affleck's not running. <laughs> I, I'll believe when I see it, man. It's not, it's not, it's not, they got him chained down. They implanted a bomb on him. He gets too, too, too far away. He's just explode. He has like, no choice. Yeah. Oh, man. But seriously, um, uh, at this point, DC is the Xbox of the movie. Oh, the movie oh Seriously. Seriously. I mean, and we'll talk about Xbox in a, in a few minutes because again, roadmaps are a thing, right? Right. And, and we people were asking for an Xbox roadmap, and we got one. We did. We, we yeah, and we're gonna talk about it. Um, but DC, what are you doing? Um, again, I really want to see Superman. I want to see Batman. I want to see Flash again. Hopefully, uh, uh, Aquaman is gonna be good. I know that Wonder Woman's, uh, you know, it's it's, it's most likely going to be good again. So, I mean, there's hope, right? But it's not not the way we want it. And it's unfortunate, but it's the way it is with DC. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah. But Joe, um, just moving right along, uh, two things, right? Um, first of all, I want to point out that uh, myself as a Old school, uh, seasoned Star Wars fan. Uh, I, I have a bone to pick with fanboys, as I always have, uh, and I normally don't like to talk about these things. But but it's it's gotten to the point where I just want to touch on this real quick, Joel, and then we can move along to some more Star Wars news. Uh, but Kelly Marie Tran left um, social media because of fanboys harassing them harassing her and uh you know one of those things that she had to close her accounts because it just got it was too much right uh hey so man babies stop it seriously i mean this is this is absolutely ridiculous you're not you're harming people that are trying to bring you what you want and Seriously, guys. I mean, I, we've talked about fanboys before, Joel, and you know how upset I get about this. Um, but when it comes to just harassing people and just, Joe, pardon my French, but 
I just if you are just being assholes out there, I, seriously, just grow up. And it's time. It's about time that Star Wars fans just grow the hell up and just stop this crap and this crying that you guys have. Um, I, and that's all I gotta say. Okay, because I, I can I can start rambling, man. Yeah, I'm 100 with you, Obed. I'm glad you, you you took the time to address this because <clears throat> this is nothing new. Yeah. Uh, we saw this happen with uh, Daisy Ridley, who plays Ray, um, and now we're seeing this with Killian Ray Train, who plays Rose. Same thing to both of these ladies, where they've got uh, attacked uh, greatly on their social media to the point that they had to shut it down. And this is a problem, like you said, Obed, because it, it like it's never right. There's no there's no way for you to justify the right thing this is right by any means absolutely like, not you know I, I hear hear the most dumbest uh the most brain dead comments from people well this is what you get for being such a stupid character i'm sorry like that's 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 a brain dead comment you just made there and i'll, and I'll be that that blood um you know there is nobody who deserves to have any this happen to them i for one am someone obed who has uh you you know this about me I, i'll watch stuff and uh, I don't care for a portrayal or a certain character. I may not like the actor's portrayal even of a character, but I am able to divide and say, as much as I may not like this, it doesn't mean I have to go hating this individual. I don't know them. Uh, and even if I do know them, it's still inappropriate and still wrong uh, based off a moral compass of understanding the right and wrong thing. So it's take you're taking it too far. Like you said, you're being uh, babies, you're being uh, immature. And if you're a really mature person, you don't like something, you move on. You don't have to buy this movie. You don't have to ever watch this movie again. Nobody's holding a gun to your head saying this is going to happen. You are being the person who's going out of your way to do this nonsense uh, that there's no justification for. So, yeah, Obed, uh, I'm glad we took time out to address this unfortunate news, but really just something to learn as a, a nerd and geek community about uh, the way to divide a separating treatment of others. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I get riled up and it happened. It happens with everything, right? It happens with video games. It happens with, with movies. And, you know, there's reasons to be, if you're, if you're a huge fan, again, dude, I have these movies in VHS. Uh, that's a collector's edition VHS episode one that I have right behind me. Come on. And, and <laughs> I, I, seriously, I mean, Fanboys don't have that kind of crap, and 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 I so seriously, uh, just got you guys. You know, just need to let it go. You need to grow up and stop being such you know immature babies. And that's it. That's all I got to say, Joel. But moving on, Kathleen Kennedy, another female that's getting harassed by all these man childs. <laughs> yeah, so Kathleen <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy, man, has got a lot of hate from a lot of fans for different reasons. Um, whether it's comments she made, decisions that she's made, rumors that have come out, to the place that now we're hearing strong speculation that Kathleen Kennedy will no longer be the president of Lucasfilm, the people who oversee the company that oversees uh, the Star Wars movies and Indiana Jones um, that was sold to <laughs> Disney. So you have, uh, unfortunately, the news that she will most likely be stepping down by September of this year. Uh, strong reports are saying that. And, uh, you know, Obed, I had predicted this on the show. If you listen to episodes before, I had said if Solo has 
a major money loss if it doesn't make half a billion dollars. Um, someone's going to lose their job. People are going to lose their jobs. Uh, there are reports that because of how, uh, unfortunately, how bad Solo did at the box office, uh, that uh, they have, I believe, somewhere in the range of $80 million they're expecting to lose on this movie. You know, how much money it costs to reshoot 60% of this film really hurt their budget. And they expected to have a loss. But $80 million is not enough for you to blink and say we made a mistake and go to bed to the, the, that night. $80 million is the kind of stuff where somebody uh, has to pay the price. And it seems like that's going to be Kathleen Kennedy from the top. You know, there's been many reports out there about how she has not gone along with most of the directors of the Star Wars movies. Uh, she, her and JJ um, disagreed on a lot of different ways that certain scenes were to be carried out in different events when they did Force Awakens. Uh, she had her her um, very strong opinion on Rogue One where they had to reshoot a lot of that movie. And they also almost completely cut out that Darth Vader scene that we all love in Rogue One. That was almost not even in the movie. And there's actually more to that, apparently. Uh, it was just because, uh, you know, wanted to make it family friendly. Uh, there's, I, I can continue on and on and on about some of her, you know, uh, her, her stuff with the last Jedi and all these different things that that's been done that has been divisive for a lot of people. Uh, it's been people in the industry may not have the best experiences working with her. And this is, you know, she's made different, she's made various comments about, you know, oh, about hiring female directors. She stirred fan bases wrong. She stirred directors wrong. Um, my thing is I'm not going to come down and hate on her. Uh, I think she is one of the best and most talented people in Hollywood. I have a lot of respect for what she's done and what she tried to do with yeah. Star Wars. And I like these movies. I have yet to hate one of these new Star Wars movies. And that's just my opinion. Um, I think there's a lot of different effects. Some people say Star Wars fatigue. To me, it's just a matter of uh, if you're going to crank out that many movies, it better be super high quality. And these movies are very divisive. So I feel unfortunate, but at the same time, Sometimes it's in the best interest of someone moves on, right? Joss Whedon moving on from the Avengers movies. You get the Russo brothers and you get Civil War, Infinity War, Winter Soldier. Great movies like that. Um, so I think that this could be in the best interest. I just hope for the best with whoever takes it on next. Yeah. Uh, and and we were talking about this over lunch today. And, and, I, and I mentioned that, you know, who's available? You know, we got John Favreau that's already involved in, uh, in, in some projects. But other than that, that's out there openly available and, and capable of carrying both the studio and the franchise. And, and we had, we had a little bit of a struggle to come up with someone, but then I mentioned to you, it's like, so what about Dave Filoni, Joel? Do you think he would be a good match to carry on uh, the studio and the franchise? He would be a fantastic match. I would just press that button without hesitation. Dave Filoni understands Star Wars the best from an old and new generation. Remember, guys, this is the guy who trained directly under George Lucas when he came into Lucasfilm as a young man. So he understands the way Lucas' storytelling is. And that's why he was able to do the stuff that he did uh, in both The Clone Wars and Rebels because he, he actually appreciates the prequel move, the prequels and he appreciates the, the um, original trilogy as well with the way he did with Rebels. He really has a good understanding for, for what's going on there and he's a very strong storyteller. You just have to give it um, yeah. a lot of uh, different perspective maybe than your average Star Wars stuff, but it's really strong good stuff. I highly recommend Clone Wars and especially Rebels. But yeah, Filoni would be amazing, Obed. Yeah, I think that would be the the, the perfect choice. 
Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if he's ready for the challenge, you know, having to carry the studio, but hey, he's been involved with Star Wars for what, man, 15 years, right? Uh, for very long time, long, quite a while. Um, when did the Clone Wars animated movie come? Was that after episode three or between two and no, three? No, that was after episode three. Okay, came out. yeah, so, um yeah, I mean, it's been it's been you know eleven years or so since uh, that movie came out, and and quite a, a bunch of you know a couple seasons of uh, of Rebels, and before that, Clone Wars. So uh, I think he would be the perfect pick. Um, he is, like you said, is a guy that understands the product, understand the unfortunate fan base, uh, and and he is the he's the guy that I think um, most of us could get behind without any issues so yeah um i would hate to see kennedy go uh like you said i i really respect her uh her work uh you know her work with spielberg back when uh when she was with in, in amblin um it's, it's it was just just some of the most iconic movies of all time and you know i i have absolutely zero gripes with her but if that's the direction that disney wants to go with as long as they get the right person behind the franchise, you know, um, I, I guess that's it. That's it. So uh, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Um, Joe, jumping back into E3, this never stops. It's going to be like that for another week or so. Remember Monday, 8 o'clock, tune in. Uh, Easter time. <laughs> uh, today live, uh, we are going to be streaming the uh, and reacting to the PlayStation conference. Before that, um, we're just going to take some time and talk about what we saw on the Microsoft conference that's on Sunday, plus Bethesda, plus EA, plus whatever Square Enix does on Monday as well. So tune in to get our um, live impressions, basically. So, um, lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited, man. I'm really pumped. It's the first time we're doing something like this. So I am I'm really excited. Uh, again, I'm hoping that we don't have any technical issues, and and hoping for the best here. Um, but Joe, let's go ahead and talk something three. Um, and, and we talked a lot about Microsoft and what we hope to see out of them on during E3, and what they need to do to um, get the both the fan base and more people into their uh, platform. Um, very strong opinions that I have about that. Um, again, I think that they're they're pretty much done with this generation. This generation is lost cost, and they're going to focus on uh, whatever's next for the brand. Um, but something happened, Joel, this week. Uh, very interesting. Matt Booty, who came from Mojang when uh, Microsoft purchased Mojang, of course, Mojang being the company that uh, behind Minecraft. Minecraft um, he got promoted to head of uh, first-party Xbox Xbox games after Phil Spencer got promoted into being uh, the head of uh, Microsoft games overall. So Phil Spencer uh, not only oversees Xbox, he oversees Windows, um, he oversees other platform, you know, all their platforms that Microsoft uses for games, uh, but. Uh, should I call him Mr. Booty? 
<laughs> I feel like we're mocking the man, but that's not or, or, no, I mean or should I just call him Matt? Let's go, let's call him Matt. All Matt. Right. So so Matt had an interview um with uh with uh M uh MCV UK magazine. Um and and it was very interesting because I was one that since maybe late 2016 has been wondering what the roadmap for Xbox is because they come out on E3, they show a bunch of trailers, they drop the word exclusive when there's really not exclusives. Um, they, uh, I actually went back Joel and watched last year. They did not use the exclusive. That was the 2016 conference. Last year they used World Premiere. Uh, that's which is actually the correct word that you should use when presenting trailers that are on multiple for multi-platform games. So, um, but I've been, I've been asking myself, it's like, what is the roadmap? Where are they going? We've known, um, you know, for a while what the, what the roadmap is for PlayStation. We got uh, Sean Layden out there doing interviews and, and saying, hey, this is what we want for the brand. This is what we're focusing on, and this is where we're going to take it. Um, but we didn't hear anything from Microsoft, and it was uh, very both um, concerning and interesting. Um, but there's a there's a, a pretty interesting uh, line from his interview that I want to read uh, verbatim because it's it's very interesting because there's a but right and every time there's a but it doesn't mean that's uh, that's that that's set in stone um, and I again uh, I've watched several. Xbox fanboy videos out there, Joel. I'm sorry. I'm, my mind is so juvenile right now. He said there's always a but, and we're there's thinking the name of this gentleman <laughs> that we're talking about. <laughs> hey, you know what? That wasn't intentional. I'm but dying it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I'm going to talk about Mr. Booty's butt. <laughs> <laughs> the butt that he says. Okay, the butt that he says. says. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna try and read this with a straight face. Uh, but going into before reading, <laughs> but before reading this drill, I'm gonna I'm gonna. So I watched several fanboy videos uh, or Xbox supporters, however you want to call them, um, and, and 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 also PlayStation fans um, and and fanboys too. Um, and some are saying, "I was like, oh yeah, this is what this means." And then you have half of the other, you know, half of the. Uh, Xbox fan base saying no, this is what it means, right? Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. it. Says there will always be single player games with maybe twenty to thirty hours of gameplay. We love these kinds of games, and there's a place for those. But it is certainly the case with the four. <laughs> it is. It, <laughs> I, I laughed. I laughed at the butt. They, oh, I'm done. <laughs> But it's also certainly the case with the focus on watching, streaming, broadcasts, and esports that it's really important to think about the longevity of a game. Um, that 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 but right there so squashes the entirety of his first sentence, saying we love these games and there's a place for them, but we need more. Um, the um. Joe, before I jump into some very strong opinions that I have about this and, and other Xbox properties, uh, what do you think of uh, Matt's quote here? 
Uh, it sounds to me like he's very uh, heart set on what he wants the future of, of Xbox and uh, with Microsoft under Microsoft, what what it's going to be. And it sounds like he's out of touch because he thinks he's talking about the future when he's talking about this streaming and esports and all the stuff. And that's great. That's awesome. But he's but <laughs> he's he is neglecting what makes gaming so special, which is these. Uh, original strong storytelling games battle royale is going to be something that's going to be thrown on a lot around e3 these kinds of games and these yep. competitive uh games after the Fortnite effect as i would refer to it um but <laughs> it's important for us to understand that that's not the entirety of the future of gaming it's just something that's a new faction that's doing well but you'll always need these uh original games that are strong with their stories so it feels like it's a little bit neglecting uh what they need by trying to say this is what i this is what i want this is what i want to do and it's very obvious right in front of them you know what they've been lacking for so long if they were to compare themselves to their competitors sony or even nintendo how come those guys are being so successful and it ain't because of their streaming I'm just gonna tell you right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially Nintendo when they have so this crazy restrictions with streaming their games. Like it's really hard to stream a Nintendo game without getting flagged for either music or something. Exactly. Right. Nintendo always has something out there that you'll probably get flagged for. Um, and 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 they're doing great, man. Like they sold what, like 10 million uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Yes. And Come on, guys. That's what that, that speaks for what the people want. Like, you have to pay attention to those, these things. If your competitor's doing this thing, that's what they want. Not what you're telling them what you think they want, because there's no evidence behind that aside from the Fortnite effect, which is cool, but that does not yeah. speak for every every gamer in the world. Um, you have to look at these other these other guys. So, oh, but I'm really curious to hear your reaction on this. So, um, all right. So, the, the uh, he's saying that basically what i what i understand from this quote and and this quote i don't i don't i don't see that i don't think that they're definitely working on single player experiences um they are working on single player experiences as long as they have a robust multiplayer component to it which is fine but at the same time you cannot abandon one for the other um there's games for PlayStation, like The Last of Us. The Last of Us had a very good multiplayer, which I never touched. Uncharted had multiplayer. Uh, I remember playing like an hour of the Uncharted 2 multiplayer, and it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it, but I finished it, the story, and that's what I wanted, and I got what I wanted out of it. So, um, But then we saw um, the best example, Joel, again, and, and, and we... We're not fanboys. Like PlayStation is our console of choice, um, but there's there's the the proof is in the pudding. Just this morning, they announced that Near Automata has sold three million units uh, between you know physical and digital. Three million units for a niche game that uh, that that uh, that a really that a really bizarre Japanese dude made about existentialism amazing dude like, seriously um and then they dude uh, so seriously i think that this is what happened to scalebound 
and this is why Microsoft cancels Scalebound, and it's because they wanted to put, uh, you know, the, a crazy multiplayer with microtransactions on the game, and Hideki Kamiya said no, and they say they said, well, we're just gonna cancel the project if you don't want to do this. So, um, dude, seriously, and and I think that um, as long as they have this mentality, um, they are. Yeah, they're gonna keep their fan base, right? But they're not gonna bring new people in. Uh, so they're they're gonna start. So again, we're going back to E three predictions. Uh, they're gonna start throwing stuff at the wall and see if something sticks. And and they they're throwing stuff at the wall and they're hoping that it's the next Fortnite. And it may happen. You know, who knows? Yeah. But but you know what's the cost? You know, are you gonna keep neglecting your studios, keep neglecting your fan base, keep alienating new people? Um, I, I don't know. So here's another quote that's very interesting. Um, uh, he says it's it's really difficult for anybody to think about making large scale AAA games these days without having in mind a content and service plan that goes one to two years into the future out of the gate. That is absolutely false, uh, because Nier had a, a $15 DLC that was basically a Coliseum mode and a sexy dress for, for 2B, and Persona 5 didn't have any, any content DLC, zero multiplayer aspects. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, zero multiplayer aspects, one expansion pack that came out on the same Nier. God of War has no plans for DLC based on what I've heard. So that's done. Same thing with another great example that I can give you just a couple of weeks ago with Detroit Become Human, a single-player experience, experience with zero multiplayer. It's doing great on Twitch. No DLC, um, at least for the moment. That has been announced. So his statement here is absolutely not true. And it's and it's just wrong. Um, so um, I, I I don't know I don't know where uh, if this is not a roadmap and you're and you're an Xbox fan, this should concern you because this is the roadmap. The roadmap is we're gonna put your game in our constant in, in you know we they're going we they're going to concentrate into making multiplayer experiences so um yeah you're still gonna get you know aurea and the will of the wisps and this sort of you know 20 indie games that come in that are single player experiences but you're not gonna get you know a story driven you know single player you know cinematic experience that to me is concerning because i think that they had studios that were capable. They closed Lionhead, uh, which was a storytelling studio. They tried to do a multiplayer thing with them. It didn't work, and they closed the studio. And that's exactly what happened to Platinum uh, with Scalebound. You know, the multiplayer didn't work the way they wanted. They closed the studio. They 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 shut down the project. Um, they oh God don't 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 close down Platinum Games. Jeez, oh. Scared myself there for a second, man. <laughs> no, don't do that. Um, but I, I, I'm concerned. You know, 
Um, and, and, and it's, it seems like their focus, and he mentions during the interview that their focus is going to be their pillar franchises, you know, Gate, uh, uh, Gears of War, Halo, and, and Forza, and Minecraft. So um, compare that, Joel. So that's their four pillars that they're saying. Compare that to Spider-Man, The Last of Us 2, Death Stranding, uh, and Ghost of Tsushima. I mean, we haven't seen Ghost of Tsushima but but I am just the three alone. Oh my gosh! I'm 100 confident that that game is going to be fantastic. So, um, it's 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 nine day, and then you compare it with Nintendo's initiative and how different they're doing things too. Uh, again, we, we have you know Breath of the Wild, one of the best reviewed games ever. Um, Mario, Super Mario Odyssey, uh, and then we we keep getting experiences, and then we got Pokemon. Now Pokemon, yeah, it has a, a multiplayer element, but it's it's uh, it's a it's a couch multiplayer experience with um uh, with a with their new uh, uh, Pokemon game, uh, and then and then I'm assuming whenever the next big RPT for Pokemon comes out, it's going to be a single player experience. Uh, I, I'm concerned, Joel, uh, but. I think that they are focusing on uh, on just keeping their fan base, and they're not going to try and expand at this point. It's a shame. It's a real shame. Yeah, uh, and we'll see. Uh, again, I, I still have my my predictions, and uh, I, man, I, I I think they're gonna tease like new hardware, and that would be such a like, huge mistake. Such a huge, huge mistake when you have uh, a, a, the best piece of, uh, arguably the best piece of hardware of, of you know, a console hardware out there. They have it, Joel. So you know they have the hardware. Why not put the content there? And it's just, I don't. It's inconceivable. <laughs> Funny, I was watching that movie the other day. Wow, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's conceivable. Yeah, I, sometimes Obed things just make too much sense. I guess. Yeah, and I don't. I don't. Um, I, I don't know where they're going with this. Um, but uh, we'll find out Sunday, right? E3, and, and we'll find out when when they come out and say, "Hey, this is our, you know, our next two years." Um, we'll see. I know. <clears throat> I got a prediction. Can I have a prediction, Joel? Let's go for it. We're going to see two of their franchises have a Battle Royale. Oh, yeah. Could, and, and, and it could be a Gears Battle Royale and this thing that they're calling Halo Infinity or yeah, Halo Infinity. I think this is going to be a multiplayer only experience it's not gonna i don't think this is gonna be a halo 6 that's you, you know what about about halo let's just get, let's get into halo do it yeah yeah no so yeah the rumors are swirling that halo 6 which we had talked about obed you know on, on our predictions episode that the next halo game would be announced at e3 for microsoft and like you said it's not the rumors that's not even halo 6 it's just halo infinity so it leads us to believe that it's being uh, taken away from the traditional Halo sequentialism, right? Uh, you know, where you would go in those number order that they're trying to do something different. Halo Infinity 
Uh, like you said, maybe it's not traditional Halo game. Maybe it's a Battle Royale game. Um, this is all coming out just recently. So, Oben, like I said to you, I think Battle Royale is going to be the thing that you're going to hear a lot, that, that word thrown around this E3, just because of the Fortnite effect. So, um, yeah, it's it's fascinating that the, they would not go with a Halo 6 instead of Halo Infinite, as, as we're hearing. Um, what does this mean to you, Obed? I, I think this is something different. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be a story. Master Chief, Halo, you know, story. Uh, I think this is gonna be a multiplayer focused game, and this is gonna be either you know uh, um, a multiplayer suite of you know modes, or this is gonna be a battle royale type of experience. Um, at this point, um. If, if they do something like this, I don't think the PUBG people are going to be really happy with them because they they thought they owned the market and, and they really didn't. You know, Fortnite came in and, and that was it and it, it was over for them. Um, but by the way, Joe, one prediction that I have is that we will see a PUBG announcement for PS4 coming out I in like November that. or something. Yeah, um, but I think this is not going to be a, a standard Halo game. This is going to be either a multiplayer suite or a battle royale game experience. Yeah. So concerning because Halo is is a friend. Like a lot of people look forward to the story, you know. And and I know that I I, I again I'm not an Xbox guy. I'm not. I haven't played. I played you know a little bit of the of original Halo back in the Xbox, but. Other than that, I haven't touched uh, any of those games. But my understanding is that um, people really love that uh, th those campaigns. And for them to just go ahead and do this, right? Uh, can you imagine just the, uh, Sony announcing a, an Uncharted game, and then when it comes out, it's just an Uncharted multiplayer? Oh, I'd be so upset. <laughs> no story. You know, it's just a multiplayer. That's can you not what Uncharted is known for. Can you imagine The Last of Us 2 being just a multiplayer experience? Oh, they would rile up some uh, people. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, they will. Um, but that's that's what I think of this, Joel. Um, uh, this is, to me, again, uh, as, uh, as big as a roadmap as, as, as we can get. Um, they... they, they And it's been disproven time and time again. It was disproven last year with PlayStation and Nintendo. It's being disproven right now with PlayStation. We'll see what Nintendo has in store at E3. Um, it's, again, Gamer Super Bowl. Uh, we're all cheering for our teams, uh, but I cheer for everyone. Game, I, I believe games are an art form, and everyone deserves an opportunity to, to have their... Um, their vision be out there, but at the same time, you need to be able to give your your creators creators the liberty to create their vision. And um, uh, they have a roadmap here that, to me, does not make any sense. They're making the statements and that that are flat out wrong. Yeah, this the uh, by by saying that there's there's a place for twenty to thirty hour games. There's a there's a place it's called PlayStation. <laughs> I mean, oh boy! If you wanna if you wanna go there, right? Um, but you know, even on PC, because PC games, um, 
unless you're looking into into one of those hardcore RPGs, it's mostly multiplayer experiences or, or smaller experiences that have no uh, no no little to no storytelling. So uh, we'll see. I'm hoping. Hopefully, they prove me wrong on Sunday, man, and they come out and they impress me. Uh, I'm hoping. Um, they need to, I, you know, I, I mean, at this point they don't need to, but they need to for their own sake. Yeah. We'll be watching. Yeah. We'll definitely be watching. Um, but you know, the other, the other quick thing that I have here is something that I meant that I forgot to ask you or mention last week, but what do you think Rocksteady, the guys behind the Arkham series are, are working on? So I strongly believe still, and we had this as a prediction for last E3, I still believe that they've been developing a Superman game. And I believe, I, I stand behind it all, but I really believe this is the year that we get the Superman game announcement, uh, just like how they did the Batman Arkham series. Those games were really strong. <clears throat> Even Origins that some people have issues with, oh, I yeah. think it's fine. Uh, it's a good game. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, Rocksteady, I think... Now being involved with a Superman story, it really fascinates me. You and I, Obed, have had this discussion about, hey, uh, is this how do you temper a character like Superman where he's basically all-powerful, super strong, can fly. You don't want to just be this easy, you know, punch your way through everything and win easily. You want to have some kind of challenge or competitiveness to the storyline and the gameplay of it to make it really fun and enjoyable, right? So uh, the the thing that came out about this was it was a, a tweet conversation going on with a Game Informer reporter where uh, he basically he was uh, saw something uh, he responded to somebody with uh, a Superman uh, tweet that they put out a picture of Superman over almost like a, looking like a Brainiac kind of character uh, and so this guy just basically put out there like wait till you see our cover next month or something so that led people to believe that hey maybe for E three. Uh, this is going to be um, the Game Informer covers to be the, the official full reveal, pro probably three of the Superman game. Uh, I think, I think it's time. And if you're gonna do something to kind of keep him leveled, oh, but I was saying, yeah, put him in another uh, another planet. They'll put him on Earth. Um, put him with a character like a Brainiac. Or hey, you got something? I got breaking news. Oh, oh boy. Okay, yep. here we go. Break, breaking news just uh, just confirmed by Microsoft that. That crackdown has been pushed to 2019 uh, with no specific release date. Well, all the uh, fanboys could, uh, could, eat, could eat their words because, Obed, you had some disputes with some people about this. Yep. Yeah. Some people were saying, oh, no, this is not, this is not, this is Amazon making a glitch and whatnot. Uh, so, but now um, Jason, Jason Schreier from Kotaku just confirmed it, that it's been <laughs> delayed till 2019, no date yet. Uh, damn, Joel, seven years in the making because this game, um, you know, you probably have to put a year's work to show what they to to have what they showed back in 2014. So 2013 to 2019, almost this this Final Fantasy 15, man. That's it, man. <laughs> it better be like just blowing us out of the water, kind of good because that's a this, long time. Yeah, this this thing's better better be God of War five or something. Seriously, <laughs> next level. Which, by the way, Joel, I I heard. Um, I'm, I don't know if this is confirmed. I'm sorry, I, I switched the topic. Oh, we're here. good, we're good. But Superman's cool. We're talking about Superman in a second. <laughs> um, that I heard that the budget for God of War was only forty four million dollars. Wow, they instantly made back a profit. 
It's no, but it's yeah. And, and the thing is that 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 game has so much detail. That's like how are how are they doing this with so that money? I mean, the gameplay loop is not it's not an expensive loop, but then when you go into details, um, that's when when uh, when you see the money. Uh, but when you compare you you compare it to other um, games out there, like um, you know, of course, Rockstar is going to put infinite money on their games, so they, that they don't count. But Phantom Pain. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five cost, um, uh, I think, eighty-eight million. Um, so, I mean, half of the money, and they—they they probably already got their money back with exposure and sales. Um, I, I think they hit five million uh, last week in sales. So, uh, they're probably going to do—they're probably going to be around fifteen by the end of the year. When when this thing goes on sale next week. Um, for 20 bucks and then it's probably going to go on sale again during black friday the, yeah they're probably gonna get to to 15 million by the end of the year amazing yeah uh but going back to uh rocksteady uh i think it's time you know um arkham uh arkham knight came out in uh in 2015 so let's uh, uh let's see what happens i mean uh yeah, they, they need to take Superman into space. Get into they need to temper his powers, uh, and and I'm wondering what kind of combat he's gonna have. And and my biggest question is how are they gonna do the progression? Because on Batman you can do the progression easily. It's like oh yeah, you unlock a new gadget because you went to this place and grabbed this gadget that you needed. But how are you gonna unlock you know uh, the uh, heat vision and how are you gonna unlock? you know, like super speed or things like that. So that's going to be interesting. My, my theory behind it, or not theory, but just what I would present as an option would be uh, if you're good, you can, if he's on another planet, why not just go ahead and bring into effect the fortress of solitude and make it the early years of Superman and that he's getting these uh, crystal knowledge of Jor-El and he's taking his time to kind of go through these to learn more about his powers as his father's teaching him, right? That oh, that's cool. Him. That's cool. That's my theory on what Man. they could, should do. Joe, you should be a Superman game designer. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> Sweaty nerd stuff. Yeah, make, that makes a lot of sense, and that is actually a pretty good idea. I didn't – yeah, if you go to like a, like a Superman Origins kind of thing and just have him go through like different places – where you know, yeah, where Jarrell left something for him to learn. Wow, oh, man, you nailed it, dude. <laughs> I that's hope good. I hope that's the case. We'll that's see. Good. That's good, bro. I'm <laughs> yeah, and that actually sounds pretty good. So, and hopefully, the last thing you unlock is flight, right? Yes. Because because you know, or or at least at least a little over halfway through, because that's gonna break everything. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there's levels of flight, right? I don't know. Like you know, I didn't know I could go this booming fast. Boom. I don't know. You, you test how fast you are, super bad. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, but yeah, it that should be should be pretty interesting. Um, and I'm hoping that Rock City. I mean, Rock City. They put out quality stuff. So um, I am definitely looking forward. Even Arkham Knight with all the tank issues or Batmobile issues that that. Some people said it had, um, but my issues with the Batmobile on Arkham Knight were not that you spent a lot of time in it. Um, it was that they decided to do story bits in it, and and that to me was was a lot of lost opportunity to do something maybe a little bit more interesting. But uh, but I, I did enjoy it quite a bit. Um, so we'll see. Super. Yeah. 
Uh, that's what I got, man. So again, Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern on our YouTube channel. We're going to be live and um, just tune in and hang out with us. We're going to leave the chat open, keep it civil. Um, and um, and uh, hopefully you guys have a good time with us. And I'm, I'm, ho I'm, I'm really excited, Joel, because uh, it's going to be really interesting. I know. It's awesome because next week they get to be with us twice, Monday and on Thursday. So you guys yep. do not want to miss it. There's going to be a lot of no-load time stuff coming out. That's going to be so much fun. It's like something you've never seen. We've never done this before. So it's going to be really amazing. I look forward to it, Obed. But, guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Let's do us here on No Low Time. I want to take time here just to say thank you and to also stay connected with us. So I want to remind you that we are on social media. You can give us a follow at No Low Time. That's at No Low Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. If you are also following us uh, or subscribing to us on our, our podcast, you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Uh, and you also can subscribe to our video version on YouTube. Uh, if you are a subscriber on iTunes, if you can go out of your way to go ahead and drop us a review, that would really help us out. Also, we ask you that you would send us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you, uh, especially as we go into our live episode. We always welcome your feedback. So you can shoot an email to us at noloadtime at gmail.com. That's noloadtime at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Yeah, thank you guys, and we hope to see you on Monday.